0: Hello, and welcome back to the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist Podcast. This episode will be the third of our four-part interview with Elise George, an advertiser, has a bachelor's in neuroscience, and is a body-positive advocate. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the value of a body, advertising, and temples. Now, before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that Launch Special Pricing is no longer available for the Peace and the Plate event. But because we were able to get a good deal on a... Event space, we do have reduced ticket pricing for our upcoming events. So if you're tired of chasing health and feeling like you can enjoy food and be healthy at the same time, then you will be pleasantly surprised about this event. We will teach you to enjoy your food and your health at the same time. Wow, imagine that. The Peace in the Plate event is going to be happening August 10th in Utah at Thanksgiving Point. And more information on that event can be found at www com. Now, thanks for all the support, and on to our episode, we'll be talking about struggles with body image, and how it's not just a youth phenomenon, advertising, and how your looks are the least important thing about you. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. You mentioned... um how you're in advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being in advertising and having studied neuroscience, right? So you, like, you get what people are doing and how they are targeting what's going on. Yeah. So in terms of the, the nutrition world or like the health world, and I do that with air quotes. You're not going to be able to see that because it's an yeah. audio podcast, but yeah. like the health world is mm-hmm. out there talking about how you need to be taking Garcinia Cambogia and you need to take Forskolin and you need to take green tea extract because it's gonna make that that fat just like melt away, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, they're attacking you at points where you are most vulnerable, where you feel like you mm-hmm. may not be enough. And as a result, if you just take this one magic pill, it'll fix it all, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. having like been in advertising, how does, how do you look at those things?
1: Um I mean I just I mean, personally I just like skim past them cuz mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. And part of it is like I've looked into all those things before. This was before social media was really a thing, but you'd see like I'd hear about it on the radio or right. um see a TV commercial and I'd look into it or um I'd read about it somewhere and so then I'd go to this very sketchy website where they were selling pills. <laughs> and that and that was enough to set off whatever the Spidey sense or whatever to be like, Oh, this doesn't seem right. But I have bought diet pills before mm-hmm. um from CVS or Target. And I tried it and it didn't work. And it just I felt like an idiot afterwards. Um but right now, I like I don't know, knowing how they're targeting people, I mean all right re- even if I I guess even if I didn't already know it was BS, just knowing how they target people, like let's talk about how much money they probably spend at the end of every year getting ready for New Year's because they know everyone's going to set weight loss goals at the beginning of of the New Year. So social media where you already, many people feel inadequate because they see their skinny friend from high school or they see so-and-so get married or they see somebody else with their perfect kids. And if we're talking about self-worth, if they're unhappy with who they are and Their weight is something they can control or fix. And they're scrolling through social media thinking, everybody's lives are perfect. And then an ad pops up for Garcinia Cambogia or whatever the thing is, uh, Herbalife, or I don't even know what they sell anymore. I haven't been down that island forever. (laughs) But um, that's hitting you right at your pain point um, when you're already feeling vulnerable because you're on social media, maybe feeling bad about yourself. Um, there are lots of ways that they can target you. They can, because um, everybody is selling data nowadays, and so yeah.
0: they can get. Can you, can you explain what and, it means to sell data? Or yeah, data. so
1: if, yeah, so if you sign up, um, like if you make a purchase on a website and you enter in your customer information, sometimes that data can be sold to other companies, um, and then they create these huge customer lists. So because in the past you bought X they may present an ad to you that is kind of relevant.
0: Um, so kind of similar to whenever you go on Amazon and you buy yeah. <laughs> something and they say, yeah. Oh, if you bought that, then you probably want this.
1: Yep, exactly. So similar, except yeah. Amazon's keeping, you know, in that case, the data is staying in house, but yeah, definitely ways of, of, of um, sharing your email addresses with other companies who then not to get super technical, we're talking about Facebook or Instagram they can create ads with your email address as one of the, um, lists. And if that email address is associated with your Facebook account or an Instagram account, it will present that ad to you. Um, it can use, uh, they use cookies on different. So that's basically, if you don't know what a cookie is, it's like a little marker, your computer or your, or your mobile device leaves when it goes to certain websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on that data, um, that's left on that website, they can retarget you. Like, since you visited this website in the past, you might, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. If you visit, you might if you visited this website,
1: yeah. If you visited a weight loss blog in the past or another products page in the past, then they can target the same device again.
0: Which is interesting so, because just, in, in the diet world, right? There is yo-yo dieting, where people will lose a lot of yeah. weight and then they'll gain the weight back, and then they'll lose a lot of weight and they'll gain the weight back. Yeah. It's and like all you, dieting, is zero dieting. We right? <laughs> right. it off. Yeah, and so like you go through that process, and mm-hmm. they know that you're going to go through the process, mm-hmm. and they know that you're willing to buy those things. So yeah. you'll probably be willing to try again. And yeah. what's what's really frustrating is that people think I don't want to quit on my health, and right. so go and they back to yeah. because that's the only thing they've ever heard. Of. That yeah, the is only thing how you we lose weight. And they do the same thing with their children. They're like, if you're getting a little mm -hmm. husky or you're getting a little curvy or heavy, then Mm -hmm. maybe we should put you on a diet. Because Mm -hmm. as adults, that's the only thing they've ever heard of, even though the science shows that it's not effective to put somebody on a diet.
1: Yep. And you grow up with disordered feelings around food, right? And foods are good or bad or they have, you know, different values ascribed to them depending on what do you know what I mean like yeah how
0: you're a good person because you eat kale you're a bad person because you eat Twinkies At this point in time, it's time for me to say that eating food does not make you a bad person. And eating bad food doesn't make you a bad person. Food is meant to be a part of our existence. We are supposed to be able to eat, to renew our bodies, and to continue about doing good. If you're interested in putting that into practice, join J.C. Whiteman, Elise, and I at our Peace and the Plate event this summer. Information will be at www. CordellNutrition.com, and there's going to be a link in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you guys there. But now, back to Elise. Yeah, so the other thing that I was going to bring up is you mentioned earlier that you had um, brought up body image. And I don't know if you Mm -hmm. mentioned that you had had brought up body image with the youth, but one of Mm -hmm. the things that I find really interesting is that with the youth, and you may not have experienced this because you weren't in Young Women, but Mm -hmm. there is the personal progress, right? And they talk a lot about divine worth, right? right? But then they get out of Young Women's, And we'll still talk about divine worth a little bit, but I've talked to 70 year old ladies who still struggle with like knowing I am a child of God. And if I'm a child of God, that means that I'm enough, but I still need to look a certain way going back to the plastic surgery, or I still should weigh a certain amount going back to those things. And Mm -hmm. so it comes back to like divine worth. Isn't just something that our youth should understand, but it's Mm -hmm. something that, that everyone should understand and not just women but men too
1: yeah 100 percent um yeah I didn't really like you said I didn't go to young women's but I feel like that message and that's one of the things that I try to convey through Instagram as well or through blogging just like you have infinite potential and that's why your looks are like the least interesting thing about you because it's it's kind of like I don't know I always think about like temples. And I realize this is probably a flawed example because temples are beautiful on the outside. Mm-hmm. But what makes temples valuable is not what it looks like on the outside. What makes temples valuable is what happens right. inside, right? And all of the potential that happens inside and the the covenant making and the covenant keeping and the proxy work that happens inside and the uniting families that happens inside. A, a temple could, do you know what I mean? Like, it couldn't be spectacular on the outside but it would still be the house of the lord because of what happens inside and right. our our bodies are the same way like our bodies are here to house our spirits to create souls and that's the value the best thing about our body is not um what it looks like and i and i would even say that you know sometimes in an attempt to be body positive again and it's again with really good intentions they'll say um, my body doesn't look perfect but my body you know I have battle scars because I was able to give birth to my four children who I love mm-hmm. and that is so great that they were able to have children and they find value in their body because of that but what about people who are overweight like me who have never had children is that to say that like my body still doesn't have value because of what it you know what I mean right some people are never mothers there are men who don't give birth and have to go through changes, but they gain weight and lose weight and feel insecure as well. Yeah. And so it's really like, what is the value of our body? What is the value of this vessel here to house our spirits? And it's to be alive and it's to be on earth. Um, whether we're having children or not having children, whether we like to hike or don't like to hike, whether we, whatever we choose to do with it, it's our lives and our, and that's that's the value of the body is that it, it breathes and it lives and it lets us be here and have yeah. memories and have family <laughs> and things like that. So,
0: yeah, I was talking to J.C. Whiteman a couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. and I actually I made a shirt that's like says says uh, big temple, small temple, God's temple. Right. Like mm-hmm. regardless of what your body looks like, you could have the Salt Lake City temple or you could have one of the smaller temples that are in, like, Raleigh, North Carolina, where I got married, right? Oh, yeah. like, it's the same ordinance. Mm -hmm. It's the same worth in the the Lord's eyes. It doesn't matter on the size of it or whichever one you think is the most pretty, right? Like, it's, like you mentioned, the thing that is inside that is the big difference.
1: Yeah. Yep. And I think Heavenly Father, and you've mentioned this before, like, I don't advocate for people like that everyone should be fat and that right. 900 pounds is okay. And I think sometimes with the body acceptance movement or body positive movement or self-love movement, whatever you want to call it, people think that you're just like spreading propaganda for obesity and that you're, you're promoting like, obesity. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I disagree with that obviously because I think heavenly father and I also for myself, want to be the healthiest version I can be. I think, I feel like my body is a gift and that's the whole reason I can I mean, there are a lot of reasons I came to earth, but one of the biggest reasons I came to earth was to get a body. And that's right. what separates us from those who did not come to earth and our bodies, regardless of what we do in this life, we get to have this body for eternity or we get to have a body for eternity. And, um, and I think heavenly father wants us to respect that and to honor it and to do our best to keep it healthy. And that, and again, going back to your point, like if you are starving yourself and you're anemic and your bones are brittle and your hair is falling out, um, you might be thin, but you're not healthy and you're not honoring the vessel that God has blessed you with. Yeah. Uh, and that God has asked you to, to take care of. Likewise, if you sit on the couch all day, again, I'm trying not to play into a stereotype, but using the show, like my 600 pound life from right. TLC. But if, if you genuinely like can't walk around the block without getting winded or you're in a lot of pain because of your weight or things like that, you're not healthy either. You know what I mean? I'm not like right. there's only one standard of health and everybody has to be this one thing. But I think everyone can make improvements, myself included. Um, well, I think
0: Elder Packard said, where thou, where, thou, where thou art, do thy part. Right, and mm-hmm. Elder Uchtdorf said, "Lift where you stand." Right, so it's like yeah. wherever you are, be the best you. And yeah. with with Moses, I mean, like he was shown literally everything. Right, like God showed him all of the creations. And afterwards, yeah. Moses was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm nothing." Right, mm-hmm. but at the same time, before that, he greets him and says, "Moses, my son." Mm-hmm. Right, so like you're not nothing. Yeah, you're you're your dad did all of this stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. your lineage has created all of these things. This is your potential. Yeah. So whenever you think you're nothing like coming back to understanding your potential can change Mm -hmm. a lot of things.
1: Yeah. And when you feel that self-confidence, which again is really, if you aren't, if you haven't always been in that space, it's hard to cultivate. Sure. Sure. And it's still hard for me to cultivate. I still feel insecure a lot of the time. But when you feel like you're a piece of trash, you treat yourself like you're a piece of trash.
0: And you let other people treat you like a piece of trash. Yeah,
1: 100%. And you
0: let other people's opinions
1: about you dictate who you are or what you stand for or your value or your worth. And that's something that I'm still working on (laughs) at 31, um, to not care so much what other people think. I'm better than I was before. Um, and a little bit better every day,
0: but um, which go? I'll I'll bring it back to the scriptures, right? So I mean, like we're supposed to read the scriptures and mm-hmm. pray, yeah. not just once, not just like a couple times, but like you have to do it continually.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's the
0: same thing with like how you cultivate who you are and how you see yourself. If you tell mm-hmm. yourself one time, "I'm worth it." Like people should love me because I'm big and I'm beautiful or I'm me and I'm worth it. Right. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is. If you say that one time, that's fine. Mm
1: -hmm. But that
0: one time isn't necessarily going to be enough to stick whenever the world keeps reminding or keeps trying to tell you that you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like so
1: saying I can eat one meal and I'll never need to eat again for the rest. Of the <laughs> right. Or I eat one vegetable now and I'm healthy, like I'm good. Right. Or likewise, I ate M&Ms once and I'm still paying for it years later. Right. Like, right.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a, it's the culmination of what you do. And I, I try to explain that um, again, going back to my students, I try to explain it in terms of I say, would you rather have one A in this class and all F's? Or would you rather have all B's?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it comes back to they all want all B's. Yeah. Because yeah. if you get one F or one A and then all F's, you fail the course. Yeah. But if you get all B's and you do a lot better, it's the same thing with your yeah. diet and your health is that if you are healthy most of the time, if it's like the 80-20 rule, 80% of the stuff that you eat is healthy, then that 20% of the time, whenever you eat a piece of cheesecake... Or you go out and you really love Red Lobster and that's what you do, like whatever it is, that's the other 20% that's the fun stuff. Yeah, then that's fine, right? Like that's yeah. not the end of the world. Thanks again for joining Elise George and I in our conversation. I'm, I'm happy that Elise brought up the flip side of, of body positivity. Sometimes people can weaponize body positivity and say that you can just be big and beautiful and people should just accept you as being healthy. But that's not what body positivity is about. The idea is that you don't have to wait to be a certain weight to start to like yourself. So be healthy where you are. If you're struggling with that or you just want a refresher on how to stay on track, then join us in our August event And be sure to check out our last part of this interview with Elise next week, where we're going to be talking about the importance of being consistent, forgiveness, and the importance of trying. A lot of times people get older, and as you get older, you think that you have to figure it out the first time, that you can't fail once, because if you fail, then that means you're a failure. And the reality is you're going to fail. That's how life works. But you learn, and you continue to grow from it. And kids are really good at this. Kids will say, oh, como estas? And you think it's cute whenever they're trying to learn Spanish. But if an adult says, um, hola, como estas? It's not so cute. And that adult doesn't really want to try and speak Spanish anymore, because obviously it's como estas. But we have to continue to learn and be okay making mistakes. As long as we're taking the time to learn from those mistakes. Again, this has been Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint nutritionist, and look forward to seeing you in August. Talk to you soon.